your home of the pens and the best pens covering. WXDX FM Pittsburgh, an iHeartRadio station. Wilson has drilled three guys in the head in these playoffs. It happened three times in nine playoff games. When Wilson got suspended, it was long overdue and it wasn't long enough. If Wilson would have got suspended when he should have, Zach Aston Reese doesn't have a broken jaw. Barry Trotz whined about it. TJ Oshie whined about it. And then on Saturday, Jake Gensel hit John Carlson of the Caps with a hard body check that did not target Carlson's head. And Gensel is not that kind of player. And Gensel is not a repeat offender or even an offender at all. But Barry Trotz made it very clear in the postgame that Gensel should be suspended. A, that's absurd. And B, it shows lack of focus on Trotz's part because his team just won game five and just took control of the series. I don't know if that says that Trotz doesn't know how to win. But it certainly reminds us that to this point, he never has. Hey, Barry Trotz, guess what? You just made the list! I, I didn't get that. I didn't get Trotz bringing that up. I wouldn't have. I don't think any coach in a winning situation is trying to practice that kind of gamesmanship. The list brought to you by Matt Mertz Plumbing. Count on a name you could trust. Nick Baxter of the Capitals did not skate today. I think he's insured by Geico. I've seen the commercial, so no matter what, he should be all right. Uh, Barry Trott said that Backstrom would be a game-time decision. Alexander Ovechkin, the Washington captain, said he thinks Backstrom's going to play. If he doesn't play, that would be a big loss. The Capitals have done a pretty good job down the middle in this series, despite being fairly outmanned in center talent-wise. But losing Backstrom would uh, put an end to that, at least in theory. You never know how the game plays out. Uh, I think that the game Friday... Had some very evident turning points like the Simone offensive zone penalty that led to a power play goal to tie the game 1-1 early. Latang's poor positioning on the Kuznetsov breakaway. Dumoulin gets stoned at one end. Then Verona goes right back down the other end and scores. The puck wobbled on Mata when he had a chance to tie the game late. I'll tell you a play that really pissed me off, even though probably would not necessarily have led to anything. I don't know what Kessel was thinking trying to stick handle around the guy high in the zone when the Penguins had the goalie out. Oh, she stripped him and scored, and that's the ball game. you got to work from below the hash marks in that situation. Shoot from up high, but work it down low, and definitely don't stick handle up high. I'm not sure the Penguins are going to win that game anyway, but that made sure they did not. But like I've been saying... Throughout today's program, I think this comes down to Holtby against Murray. And while I don't think Murray's played poorly, I think there was at least one goal in Game 5 he wishes he had back. And I think Holtby has played marvelous. Holtby's making the big saves, and Murray's just playing 
pretty good. He's not losing the games, but nor is Matthew Murray winning the games. Braden Holtby, make no mistake, won that game at Washington Saturday night. And by extension, you have to say that Matthew Murray did not. Now, nobody's blaming Murray for losing. Nobody's blaming Murray for, like, the Kuznetsov goal, the breakaway. Although, you're allowed to stop it. You're allowed to make a great save. You have to to win a cup. Murray knows that because he has done. So I'm not calling for Murray to be replaced or even criticizing him. I'm just saying he has to be the one to win the game tonight. And that's fairly obvious. It's the most impactful position in hockey. Maybe the Penguins will go out and score a whole lot of goals. I don't know. But tonight strikes me more as a 2-1, 3-1 game, one way or the other. And obviously Matt Murray's going to have to do pretty well if it is that kind of game and the Penguins are to win it. 412-333-9939, the number to call. Uh, I, I, I won't believe the Caps can eliminate the Penguins until they do but they've never been in a better position to do so. Uh, I think this is uh, the best situation the Cavs have been in in all four of these series against the Penguins. Better than Game 7 in 09 and last year. In 16, even though I thought the Caps, that was one of their best teams, I never felt like the Penguins were in danger of losing that series. I thought they were in danger in 09 and 17 and obviously are again right now. Let's go to Dan and Hazelwood. Dan, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Thanks. Hey, uh, Dublin, I looked at Holtby on that play uh, where uh, the game-winning goal was scored, and they, they showed the shot down the ice, and it looked like he was holding up somebody behind the play. I don't know if you noticed that, if you thought that had any impact on the goal. No, I don't think it had any impact on the goal. Anything else? That's it. I mean, bro, when somebody's holding somebody 200 feet away, it doesn't have an impact on the goal being scored at the other end. There are a lot of things to worry about and fix tonight. Braden Holtby's interference 200 feet behind the play is not something I'm particularly worried about. Boy, tomorrow's show could have a whole different feel if they lose, right? I'm, like, so psyched to do the shows right now. And obviously I'll be psyched in the aftermath of the season whenever it ends. Whether tomorrow, after the next round, or with another Stanley Cup at some point. But after this, I think I've described my game plan for the show after the Penguin season is over. I'm going to kind of pretend that I care about the Pirates, and then just wait for Steeler camp. And you know what? That reflects this entire city, even if a wacky minority would never admit it. Act like you care about the Pirates. This this game Friday against San Francisco with Kutch, that's going to be a litmus test for how much people care right now because Kutch is coming back to Pittsburgh to play against the Pirates for the first time. I bet the game doesn't sell out. I just bet it doesn't. I hope it does. I think Kutch deserves that even though he's not a true all-time great Pirate. He's not a statue player. Not with zero goals and zero RBIs and nine playoff games, he's not. But I am curious to see what the attendance is like for this Friday's game. Let's go to JT in the car. JT, you're on with Double M. Hey, hey, Mark. Uh, let's have our fingers crossed for tonight. 
It's the, uh, I never thought we'd be in this. Well, Washington is pretty good, so I thought, I thought we could be in this situation. But uh, my two comments were, one, I believe the difference this year, unfortunately, has been hope he's finally stepped up his game. Because I believe the Penguins should have on Saturday. Well, it's Holt, Thank you for the call. Holtby's an amazing story because he had a rotten regular season. He wasn't the goalie to start the playoffs. But but I said then, when Holtby replaced Grabauer in goal for the Columbus series and won his first start, I said then that whether he meant to do it or not, Barry Trotz made Holtby the underdog. He took the pressure off him by not having him start the playoffs. And Holtby seems to have responded to that in a big way. He's been marvelous in this series and did very well in the Columbus series after entering the fray. Let's go to Ryan and Carnegie. Ryan, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. How you doing today, buddy? Good, Ryan. What's up? Hey, uh, I went to game two, and I thought the crowd was a little weak. What, do you, what have you been thinking about yeah, the crowd? Yeah, I, I don't really care days? about that. Why does that matter? Well, I just thought in that close game on the first home game that they could have made it. Thank you for the call. I, I thought the crowd was fine. You know, it, it's it's not always going to be like it was when Benino scored an overtime in game six against Washington back in 2016. And I just don't want to indulge that kind of talk because I don't want to hear that crap. Well, the people who care can't afford to go. Let me tell you, and I've said this a million times, if you're tired of me saying it, I don't care. When I was a kid, we couldn't afford to go, but we went anyway because we cared. My mother taught night school. She taught summer school. We cared, so we went. So this stuff, I'm too broke to go. If you're that broke, you've got a lot more problems than not being able to go to a Penguin game. Let's go to Josh and Beaver. Josh, you're on with Double M. Hey, uh, what up, Mark? What up? Hey, I was just uh, concerned about uh, the Penguins. If they, if they uh, quit playing here, they lose this series. You know, you, I don't want to see your show go to talking about the Pittsburgh Pirates, that'd be traumatizing to me. Could we uh, possibly turn it into, into like a Vegas night talk, talk, something like that? No, no. thank you for the call. I mean, I'm glad Flurry's doing well, but this show's, this show's about me, let's be honest. It's about me and my charisma and my intelligence, and it'll always be the number one show in Pittsburgh until I die. And if we won reruns after that, it might even be the number one show in Pittsburgh for a while after I die, which, of course, will be my legacy. Let's go to Mark in Iowa. Mark, you're on with Double M. Good afternoon, Mr. Madden. Good afternoon, Mark. I think Chris Letang is going to come out and he's going to have one great game tonight. I saw an interview with him. He's going to be – he seems extremely focused today. And also, Broussard, Saturday's game was his best game of all the playoffs. I thought Broussard played very well Saturday. You're right. Um, I think that's basically him – breaking out of his shell and getting set into his comfort zone. So I just want your two cents on that. I uh, I expect Latang will play real well tonight. I, I think he needs to simplify his game. And from what I'm told, the coaches are trying to steer Tanger in that direction. But uh, And I think Broussard will get some points tonight. I expect the Penguins to win tonight. Now, on, on uh, Wednesday for Game 7, I don't even want to think or talk about that right now well we have the hockey night show from 5 30 until 6 we're giving away penguin tickets at buford's if you want to stop down and sign up to win uh, but we've got all hockey talk from 5 30 till 6 we're gonna have the mike lang interview 
to finish the program today. If you want to talk hockey, get your call in. But if you want to talk about anything, actually, now's the time to do it. It's time to ask Mark anything. 412-333-WXDX. Ask me anything you like about anything you'd like. It's Ask Mark Anything, 412-333-WXDX. This is Jake Enzo of the Pittsburgh Penguins. You're listening to Mark Madden in the best hockey talk on 105.9 The X. It's double M on The X. It's now time to Ask Mark Anything by dialing 412-333-WXDX. It's brought to you by Chapino Restaurant Cigar Bar. It's the city's best seafood and chop house, so be sure to check out Chapino in the Strip. Let's go to Davey in Charleroi. Davey, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Mr. Madden. Uh, just, you know, I wanted to comment last week you were blasting somebody because they didn't play uh, pro or college hockey, and you said they couldn't discuss, but I, where did you ever coach or play? What's- yeah, I played for the Fort Wayne Comets in 1958-59. Uh, I was there a couple years. I went on to play for the Springfield Indians, Vancouver Canucks, and the AHL and WHL, respectively. Uh, played for the Baltimore Clippers after that, Rochester Americans for a bit. Kicked around, uh, got a couple cups of coffee in the NHL, a few games, and uh, now I live in Pittsburgh and run the pro shop at uh, Robert Morris University Island Sports Center. Oh, no, wait, that's Dwayne Rupp's resume. No, I never played organized ice hockey. Thank you for the call. And I'm understating Dwayne. Uh, Dwayne, I hope Ruppy's listening. He played 374 uh, NHL games. 115 WHA games. I figured I could just appropriate his resume. Let's go to Jarrett in Brookline. Jarrett, ask Mark anything. Hey, Double M, you were talking about how you were thinking about running replays after you die. Um, my question is, do you ever think about recording possible scenarios for Pittsburgh uh, to play after you die, like a... Dana Carvey, Dan Rather, is that some else kid? No, when you're dead, you're dead. Nobody cares. The day after I'm dead, they'll just put music on in my place, go back to being all music, and that'll be the end of Mark Madden and Sports Talk, and people listen to somebody else. I don't, I'm not a big believer in legacies unless you're an extremely exceptional performer in an extremely visible business. And radio ain't that. It's not even for Stern. When Stern's gone, he'll be forgotten in a couple years. No question. Let's go to Byron in the car. Byron, ask Mark anything. Yes, Mark. I know uh, Kutch is coming to con here pretty soon. And I was just curious as to what you think the uh, Pirate fans, how they'll react to him. I know they'll probably give him a ovation when they see him when he comes up the bat. Oh, but if he I, hits think, I, think run, th- I think they'll go crazy for Kutch. I think they'll treat him like a conquering hero returning, even though he never conquered when he was here at Pittsburgh and probably won't in San Francisco either. But... Uh, but, yeah, people loved Kutch. I mean, okay, you think so they'd boo him? I mean, Kutch no, had no, no hand. Kutch had no say in him leaving. Kutch didn't walk away. Kutch got traded. So any animosity that might have been engendered by him leaving uh, was avoided by him having been traded. Oh, no, I'm glad he left. He needs an opportunity to do what he can do uh, with a team that cares. I'm just curious as to whether the Pirate fans would give him a standing O if he hit a home run. I think they definitely will. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Christopher in Ambridge. Christopher, you're on with Double M. Okay. So do you think we will ever get anyone like Benino again? Oh, I think they already have somebody like Benino. His name's Derek Broussard, buddy. Okay. If it is like how you said it's Derek Broussard, 
What do you think Derek Broussard is the same as Benino? I think Derek Broussard's a superior player to Benino. I think Benino uh, did a great job for two Stanley Cup winners here. Had a great playoff in 2016. And, of course, had a defining moment when he scored the goal that eliminated Washington in 2016. But, Christopher, if you let coaches and general managers in this league pick between Broussard and Benino, they would pick Broussard. Just because Broussard isn't having a great playoff, and if the Penguins don't win the Stanley Cup, that doesn't mean that wasn't an upgrade. And I say that with all due respect for Nick Benino, good guy, good player, contributed a lot. Let's go to Tony in Nevillewood. Tony, ask Mark anything. Hey, uh, ahoy, Poloy. Ahoy, Poloy. Not yeah. bad. What do you got? Uh, hey, uh, what do you got? Do you like the Andre the Giant um, documentary better or uh, Rick Flair? I thought they were both excellent, didn't you? Yeah, it, the Andre one got a little sad. Well, but although Rick oh, Flair I, uh, got real sad. The Rick one got really sad. Uh, yeah. I but cried during the Rick one. And don't forget, I lived the Rick one, a lot of it, so... Uh, I prefer the Rick one because it's about A, my friend, and B, the guy who I think is the greatest professional wrestler of all time. That said, Andre, in terms of being a drawing card, is right there. Uh, I, I just enjoyed them both immensely. I thought the Flair one was a little more accurate. I thought there were less holes in the Flair one than in the Andre one. Let's go to Chaz and Fox Chapel. Chaz. You're on with the super genius. Ask Mark anything. What's up? Yeah, uh, Millberry. I think he would not be able to play in today's league, and I'm even thinking the '90s as well. well I don't know. Time. I don't know about that. I mean, Millberry was a big, slow defensive defenseman when he played for the Bruins way back when. But let me tell you, he might have been the best pure defensive defenseman in the league. And I don't like Mike, so for me to say that is quite an admission. But he, he was a great defensive player. Thank you. Thank you. Let's go to Nick in Westview. Nick, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark. I was just wondering, uh, if you played all those years, how did you become such a fat slob now? Uh, because I took all the money that I made, which you won't, your parents didn't, and, and ate and drank. Had a good time, buddy. That's what you do when you're rich. You have a good time. Anything else? No? Believe me. Anyone who calls to tell me I'm fat, you're not telling me anything I didn't already know, and you have much bigger problems than I do. If that's all you can come up with, you have much bigger problems than I do. Let's go to uh, Rick in O'Hara. Rick, ask Mark anything. Hi, Mark. I know I won't be able to get as good a seats as you, but where is the best place to sit for the soccer game at Heinz Field? It's, it's the same as football. You know, like the Steelers? Uh -huh. A 50-yard line with, with a little bit of elevation. I, I would like one of the first two rows in the second deck on the 50-yard line. Okay. Thank you very much. But I'll probably sit in the press box because it'll be free. Let's go to John in the car. John, very quickly, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark, what were your uh, best days as a Pittsburgh sports, sports fan? And then on the counterpoint, your worst day. Uh, best days were the f the five Stanley Cups. The worst day was the 1975 loss to the Islanders after leading three games to none. No question about that. All right, up next. If you like hockey talk, that's all you're going to get. If you want to talk hockey, 
You can call, but only if you want to talk hockey. Hockey calls only. 412-333-WXDX. It's the Hockey Night Show. Brought to you by the law firm of Shenderovich, Shenderovich and Fishman. It's just around the corner, live from Buford's on 105.9. It's the Exit 105.9 Hockey Night Show with your host, Mark Madden. Brought to you by Shenderovich, Shenderovich and Fishman. On your home for the best Pens coverage and the best hockey talk. 105.9 The X. It's game six tonight, and hopefully game seven on Wednesday, but one game at a time. Hey, that's what they said about Bonnie Franklin. When you win two straight Stanley Cups, you get through some tough situations, like being down three games to two to Tampa Bay in 2016, like getting killed in games five and six by the Capitals last year, and you got game seven on the road. If the Penguins handled that, they can navigate this. They know how. The Penguins' biggest enemy may be inevitability. You can't win best-of-seven series against good teams indefinitely unless you do. But there's a reason why no team has won three straight Stanley Cups since 1982. There's a reason it's only been done five times, including just twice in the modern era where you had to win four series. But I bet Pittsburgh wins tonight. They are minus 200 favorites in Vegas. And then Wednesday at D.C., I'd look at that as 50-50, a coin flip. But how could you bet against the Penguins after last year's Game 7? Uh, last night on the final word on Channel 11, Dejan said these Capitals are different. But to me, they still got to prove it. And that takes one more win. Got to win four. Capitals have played really well. They're in control of the series. They have won nothing yet. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. One thing has already been proven in these playoffs. Sidney Crosby is still the best hockey player in the world. Gensel is having a phenomenal playoff too, but that's got a lot to do with Sid. Sid has nine goals and 11 assists in 11 games, and he's been a constant threat, elevating his teammates, dominating more shifts than he doesn't. This is Sid's time of the year. The strap hangers can have the regular season. Sid has played better in these playoffs than anybody has all year long. Let's go to, uh, I can't pronounce his name, but he's in Bentleyville. Whatever your name is, you're on the Hockey Night Show. What's your name? I'm hey Mark Demaya from Bentleyville. Oh, Demaya, what a lovely name. What's on your mind, Demaya? I was going to ask you, what was the first person's name and the team that uh, ever first the first goal the first goal in National Hockey League history ever recorded yeah well I don't care why would you care I was just wondering man no get Google buddy get Google Google's your friend you're not my friend Google it's let's go to I, I can tell you who scored the first penguin goal ever Ab McDonald against Montreal 1967 I wasn't there I, I, I didn't make my debut at the first game. That's the one thing I can't claim to fame, but later in that season, yeah. Let's go to uh, John in downtown. John, you're on the Hockey Night Show. Hey, Mark, I just wanted to ask you, with all the people you've talked to over the years, is there anybody you felt you could not keep up with talking hockey? No, why? That's just curious. No, I mean, there's a lot of people I respect that I've talked hockey with, but... You know, I, no. I mean, I'm the best hockey talk guy ever anywhere. 
weird question. Let's go to Nate and Cecil. Nate, you're on the uh, subway, uh, whatever, the hockey night show is what you're on. Hey, Mark, uh, privileged to be here. wanted to ask you, what do the Penguins need to do differently tonight to get a win against the Capitals? They need to D up like they did in game four of the third period. I think the best they've played in terms of flustering and frustrating Washington was period number three of game four where they only allowed three shots. I know it's not the way they want to play. Maybe it's the way they have to play. Not early, but if they get a lead. I like that third period because they played score and situation. I'd like to see them play score and situation tonight in game six. Let's go to Tanner in Upper St. Clair. Tanner. You're on the Hockey Night Show. Hey, Mark, I just wanted to hear your uh, favorite Penguins memory and uh, your worst Penguins memory. I, I just said those not not five minutes ago. The four Stanley Cups were my best, and the 75 series loss after being up three games to none was the worst. Mario's comeback game is right up there with any of the Cups. That was just, that was the, there were two nights in, in Mellon Arena history. And there's been one night in PPG Paints Arena history so far where sound had feel, where your shirt collar and your pant cuffs are being ruffled by the noise. Uh, the time of PPG Paints Arena was Benino's overtime winner to knock out the Capitals in 2016. And uh, Mellon Arena was Mario scores late in game one against Chicago in the 92 Stanley Cup Finals to win it. And then Mario's comeback game in 2000. Let's go to Darren in Indiana. Darren, you're on the Hockey Night Show. Mark, how are you? Good, Darren. Good. I just wanted to give you a prediction tonight. With my IQ, which is much lower than yours, the score will be Pittsburgh 4, the Capitals 2, and it won't be much of a game. Yeah, well, from your lips to God's ears, and thank you for the call, Darren, but uh, I think it's going to be a very hard-fought game for 60 minutes or more. And, boy, I hate to spook anybody, but aren't we due for an overtime game? Isn't this series, the way it's been contested so closely, isn't it due for an overtime game? And if that happens when you're next under the guillotine, boy, that would be tense. Uh, we gave away the tickets. The winner was Kevin Gnipp, G-N-I-P-P. -P. The G is probably silent, but I don't care. In just a few, we're going to talk to Mike Lang. He is the voice of Pittsburgh hockey. He is the Hall of Famer. And game six tonight is in good hands with the Hall of Famer on the mic. I'm Mark Madden. It's the Hockey Night Show on 105.9.